This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. On today's show, the guys talk with Elizabeth King, a professional and digital learning coordinator for the Humble Independent School District in Humble, Texas. There's an East update. It's the Thanksgiving show. We got witty banter and more up next on EduTech Guys. You're listening to the EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com. Hello and welcome to EduTech Guys Radio. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm David Henderson. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. We hope you're having a great vacation out there. A little small break before the rush towards Christmas and getting those semester grades tested and, oh, sorry, <laughs> semester <laughs> test graded. Yeah, uh, Jeff needs a break. That's tryptophan. He's suffering from tryptophan. I, well, just what happens when you eat three turkeys? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't know what everyone else had, but I had three turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> and some toast and, and a Coke. And, uh, thank you, Blues Brothers, for that reference there. There so, you go. <laughs> three fried turkeys, some toast, and a Coke. Um yeah, no, it's great. To be, I'm, I'm sure everyone's excited to be off and have a break. Yeah. And we have a very special show for you today, um, talking with uh, Elizabeth King. Uh, we met in the security line at the airport when we were leaving ISTE. Yeah, how crazy was that? Yeah, we, yeah, that's really, it was really nice. That we, you, know, you know how long those security lines are. <laughs> so we talked about the EduTech guys. We talked about education. Uh, we heard each of our life stories three times. And then it was our turn to take our shoes off and push our stuff to the plate. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. You know, when you're in the security lines, you're there for a while. Yeah, well, especially, you know. Chicago. Yeah. After ISTE in the middle of the super 300 degree heat with, you know, in the summertime. Summertime. Summer, summer, summertime. Yeah, I don't know that song. That's Will Smith, man. Oh, sorry. Dude. How dare I? How dare you not know Will Smith? <laughs> no, I don't know. Hey, listen, if you get a chance, go out to the web and check us out, www.edutechguys.com. You can drop down to the bottom of the page and you will find a nice form there that'll let you tell us what you think of us. Be nice, because I have feelings. <laughs> and remember, you can always catch us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Guys. Heck, I say it every time, and I'm going to say it here as the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Edutech Sponsorship Super Duper. Go out to Google, type in Edutech Guys, and you will find us there. Yeah. Every time. Every 
single time. I see. So this year we um, we, we we tried. We uh, actually filled out the paperwork. Um, we tried to find the sponsor, but there will be no EduTech guys uh, blimp floats in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade this year. So you're listening to this on Thursday. You probably already watched the parade, and you realize that we didn't have a float. We didn't have a balloon. Um, if you look real closely, like 300 yards to the left of Al Roker, you'll see. Okay, you won't see anybody. You'll see somebody <laughs> from New York. It's like I was like, what? Where are you going? You thought I was going to say, I'll be standing back there looking yeah. at you. Now, really, we hope you're having a great Thanksgiving, and uh, I, I think that uh, we're looking forward to getting back because uh, we'll be at AESA in a week. And yeah, so we're looking yeah. forward to that conference. It's great to be there with the educational service agencies and talk to their people and see what they have in store uh, for you and for us and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, that's that, that's actually one of my favorite conferences. Um, it's not huge uh, by by any stretch. I mean, there's still a lot of people there, a couple yeah. hundred, yeah. I would say. Well, maybe maybe even more than that. Um, but it's one of those things where, uh, it, because it's the education service agencies from all across the country, you might know them where you are as uh, education service centers, BOCES, um, uh, uh, CISAs, whatever whatever they're called in your neck of the woods, those education service uh, agencies who service your school districts, um, it's it's their leaders, it's their uh, employees. Uh, sometimes it's the superintendents in their areas. But what's really cool is I, I've been going to it now for like. I don't know, 10 years. So it's really like kind of this cool family reunion. You know, you kind of get to meet back up with the folks that uh, maybe yeah. you missed last year or that you saw last year and, and it's been a year so you get to catch up with them. But it's it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of information uh, helping, uh, you know, uh, different education service agencies helping other agencies. And then uh, we put out a schedule for folks to sign up and usually the seat is full for just about every slot. So Look forward to us providing live coverage from Colorado Springs this time. So uh, it's going to be nice and chilly. And, what are we thinking? Uh, well, I, Colorado in December. Snow. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it'll be it'll be gorgeous. You're going to love it. Snow. Have the veal. Hey, listen, we're going to take a quick break, listen to a little bit of a commercial, and we'll be right back with the interview right after this. EduTech Guy's Adobe Spark Giveaway. Dr. Monica Burns, the co-author of her new book, 40 Ways to Inject Creativity into Your Classroom with Adobe Spark, is giving away a signed copy to one lucky EduTech Guy's follower. Complete the form at classtechtips.com slash edutechguys by 11.59 a.m. Eastern Time on November 30th, 2018. The winner will be chosen randomly and announced in December. The winner must provide a U.S. shipping address when notified to claim the prize. Head over to classtechtips.com slash edutechguys for your chance to enter and win a copy of Dr. Monica Burns' new book, 40 Ways to Inject Creativity into Your Classroom with Adobe Spark. Hey, welcome back. Uh, this is uh, welcome back to the EduTech guys. We're really excited to have our next guest on the show, and we're going to let her introduce herself and tell us who she is and all that kind of great stuff. So here we go. Hey guys, um, it's good to be here. My name is Elizabeth King. I am from Humble ISD in Humble, Texas, and I'm a professional learning and digital learning coordinator over here. 
Awesome. Yeah. So, so Taylor, go ahead. I was just going to say, and, and we met her in the airport when we were leaving uh, ISTE out of Chicago uh, this past year in 2018, because who knows when somebody will be listening to this you know, in the future. Yeah, but it, but it, yeah, anyway, we were hanging out in the airport and just got to talking, and we were like, oh, we've got to have you on the show. So I'm so glad we finally got our schedules worked out to where uh, you could come on and talk about uh, some of the really cool things you guys are doing. Yeah, me too. I'm super excited. I don't know if anybody else has a cool story like that. Well, I know, right? The, I'm going to go with no. Yeah, no Isti's, one. Isti's no one. so large, we run into each other while we're leaving at the airport. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Security <laughs> check line interview time. Yeah, that's, so that's, right. that's how that plays out. That's right. So for all our folks out there that are listening, let's talk about professional and digital learning coordinator. Just give us a brief of like what, what your day is and what you get to do, all the fun stuff that gets to happen for you. Okay, so one huge part of my job is doing support. So we offer a variety of professional development opportunities for our teachers and administrators in the district. And my specific focus is on the digital learning or digital integration aspect of that. And I primarily work with the middle schools and high schools. And we do that throughout the year, but we also offer PD opportunities during the summer as well and usually that's a little bigger and there's a lot more hype and excitement surrounding that that part of it that's yeah, really awesome that's very cool that sounds like a really fun job i mean that's, super fun yeah that's a it's more more fun than my job but <laughs> so let's talk about so what goals do you guys have in place this year that you're trying to achieve and you know and i know that you got far-reaching goals you got small goals but what's one of the bigger goals you have going on for you right now i think our biggest goal in the digital learning department is building capacity we have a relatively small department, especially on the digital learning side. There are actually two people uh, right now who basically service. Uh, we've got 43 campuses. We have 28 elementary schools, and then the rest of them are middle school and high school. Mm -hmm. So um, I primarily take care of the middle school and high school piece, and then my, my colleague takes care of the elementary piece. That's Kim Bills. It will shout out to her. And then we have a director that supervises us, Stephanie Coronado. She, she helps us as well. But what we did to kind of help that because of the size of our, our department is to uh, really engage teachers in the process. So we formed a group called TILT, which is a technology infusion leadership team mm -hmm. that started. This is our fourth year going into that. And what we do is we have at least one person from each campus as part of that team. And we meet with them five or six times a year and we uh, share and learn from each other. They become our facilitators for our summer PD sessions, and they help us with their own campuses by providing PD during their campus PD time, and it's just a really great a great thing that we've got going. So that's, that's our big number one goal, building capacity. So, okay, so let's talk about the, your, your TILT folks. Are they... Um are, do they volunteer? Are they voluntold? How does that? How does one become a? a, a I don't know what you call yourselves. A tilter? I don't know. <laughs> a tilter. <laughs> oh wow! I have to think about that one for a minute. You may be onto something um, because they do tilt. We do tilt the learning um, with that group, but um, it sort of evolved over the last few years. The first year we had principals basically designate people to be part of the group. And then we started to kind of ask, seek out other people who have seen these teachers in their classroom, in their element, doing some cool digital integration um, projects and lessons with their kids. So by word of the mouth and by being in the classrooms observing, 
we've kind of gotten feedback from a variety of people and sort of asked them as sort of an invitation only. And we have a lot of people who, who would love to be part of it. We just don't have this, the resources, I guess, to mm -hmm. accommodate that many. But we love that so many people are excited about it. Yeah, that's very cool. So, so it is, or I guess I should ask this instead of, is it limited to just one person per campus? And that's part of the reason, right? Because of the resources and capacity right. at this point. That's so, a really good question. Um, in the past, we kind of focused on one per campus and then we weren't really getting always, we didn't always have one. Sure. Just, we just didn't. Well, this year we were like, we're going to try to make an intentional effort to get at least one and we're going to just you know, storm the citadel, you know, yes. uh, the doors and, and just really um, ask because it's such a great opportunity for everyone. And then we decided, you know, we can't really just say one per campus because we have high schools that have upwards of 3,000 students. Mm. So then we started to reevaluate and think we need to start looking at as the number of students on a campus and how they may need more mm. support than an elementary school, say, that has maybe 900. You know, 900 versus 3,000, that's a, that's a pretty big gap. Sure, yeah, so, sure. Um, definitely have two per high school this year, and then we have a couple of other campuses that have more than one as well. But um, it's growing. We have about 60, between 60 and 70 teachers. That's that pretty cool. So do those folks, so then do those folks work with the other educators in their building who are more eager to incorporate technology want to know more about that so they kind of they're the building leader for technology integration for lack of a better term that's the idea that's where we're trying to to, to steer this ship mm -hmm. if you will um because some of them have more opportunities than others it just depends on the campus depends on how receptive um each campus is to new ideas and new mm -hmm. things so we're starting to, in our meetings, really kind of coach and guide that way. We also introduced something new this year. We added another layer to our tilt group, and we um, have lead tilts now. Oh, so cool. we have such a large group. I mean, I told you we've got between 60 and 70. Yeah. So we have these ones that have come back year after year, and they're doing amazing things on their campuses. So we asked them that they would be our lead tilt, and then we split our tilt group, our large group, into six small groups, and we're calling them tribes, which we sort of stole from <laughs> Stevie Bell and Matt Miller. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to those guys, love them. So we're calling them tilt tribes, and then each one of them has their own leader, and then they have time in every one of our meetings to meet with their tribes individually, and they're really forming small PDs together, mm -hmm. yeah. special development digital integration, mashing up tools, and taking them to deeper levels with content and other uh, 21st century skills. So it, it's really cool. Yeah, that's very cool. So um, this give us kind of a broad example. So across the district, one-to-one um, -one devices, uh, getting close to one-to-one -one devices, um, the same thing across the board. So when you're meeting with the groups, are they all kind of working K through 12 in the same direction, say towards Google or Mac centric or what are we looking at? Well, I think our, our district as a whole is pretty heavy on the Chromebook side now. Mm -hmm. I think years ago, the iPad movement was sort of in full swing and then they just sort of discovered iPads maybe not the best device 
for classrooms just because it can't do everything you need it to do. So Chromebooks have become really the device of choice. So we've got Chromebooks and laptops, but we have a variety of devices that are being used. And it's really up to the campus to determine what device best works for them. But we have a really great technology services department who um, has given the principals opportunity to purchase more devices. Mm. And we are not yet one-to-one, but I think we're pretty close going into this year, maybe next year we'll be closer to three-to-one maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, that's just a a guess on my part. I can't remember the exact numbers. I think the goal is to ultimately be one-to-one, and which would be great. I think that would be awesome. But, you know, there are other other things involved with going one to one. Oh, sure. Oh, oh, absolutely. Tremendously. Yeah. Well, and 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 especially in a district, uh, you know, <laughs> the size that you're talking about, that's right. that's a pretty massive undertaking. Yeah. What is the student ratio? I mean, the student size, your population for your whole district? Uh, We've got forty four thousand. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's really interesting. You know, around the country, Texas always has big districts. Florida has big districts. Right. Uh, California, Virginia. Uh, you know, here in Arkansas, a big district to us has got 7,000 kids in it. So, you know, that's, you know, it's a lot different. And mm-hmm. it, I don't think people understand um, how complex it is to roll out ideas, um, hardware. Mm-hmm. Everything in a district as large as yours. Um, I don't think there was the manpower is actually kind of the same as it is for the small districts, but you're dumping this much greater load on top of you guys. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a challenge. I mean, you have to get really creative. I think another thing that you have to think of, okay, we have this really big district, but how do we make it smaller? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we make these small districts within a large district so that we can meet the needs of everybody yeah. and support them because every campus is different and every kid's different. Cool. Sure. Yeah. So, okay, so um, I, I've, I've got my notes here in front of me. So let's talk <laughs> about, you had, you had two goals. What's your goal too? So tell us about that one, you know, creating opportunities for teachers to meaningful and relevant you know, hands-on tasks. Right. So our the first couple of years I was part of uh, Envelope ISD in the digital learning side of it, a lot of people in our district really didn't know that we had Google accounts. Mm. So that we were a Google Apps for Education District. So that was a challenge in itself to kind of get that knowledge to be more widespread. Then I think two years ago we rolled Gmail out. We went away from our former email client to Gmail. And when we did that rollout, then it automatically got people in Google mm-hmm. because they were logging in, which is always half the battle. So now they're logging in automatically. So that made our training so much easier. So we were able to kind of go from, okay, now we're teaching you what is Google Docs and getting over the am- amazingness that is Google Docs and the fact that you can share and collaborate in the same document all at the same time to saying, okay, how can we use Google Docs to up the ante with with what we've got going on with our kids? How can we raise rigor? How can we engage the students more? How can we use relevant uh, digital tools? So our focus has become more on making things relevant Mm -hmm. and tying it in with content and also 21st century skills. Sure. So um, one way that we did this, this past summer was our third year, our third year to do a four-day digital learning conference, yeah. basically. So this past summer, we called our conference Power Up, Power Possibilities, the Digital Experience. So Power Possibilities is our, our curriculum instruction uh, theme for mm-hmm. PD in the summer. And so we kind of tagged on that. 
And this time we wanted to gamify the experience a little bit. So yeah. we've got our school teachers facilitating all these PD sessions that are going on simultaneously. But in between, they've got 15 minutes between sessions. Mm. So like, how can we keep them engaged? How can we introduce them to new tools? And how can we make those tools relevant to their lives? So we came up with these challenges. We created like these challenge cards that were sectioned off kind of like a bingo card would be. And then in between sessions, they could go to each one of these stations that we set up, complete the challenge, and they take only five minutes or less. That was one of our goals. And then they would get a stamp and a small prize, much like you would get if you went to a carnival yeah. or something, <laughs> or a game or something there. They'd get a stamp and a small prize. And then if they filled up the card, did all the challenges, they could turn it in to our prize booth. And they got three merch cubes, that's for filling up the card. And their name went into a drawing for a larger prize. And we gave away some cool stuff. Like that's awesome. Heroes and uh, some bots and things like that. So it was pretty cool. So that was when we did it. One of the cool challenges, it wasn't really a challenge, but we had a brain break station where we did a plug and play video arc at retro 80s games. Oh, so nice. We do like a brain break and play some video games and some cool things. Yeah, yeah that, that really goes. Uh, and uh, isn't it interesting when you do that in a, in a district you're lo- as large as you guys are for these teachers to see other educators that they didn't even know worked in the district? I mean, you, you know what I mean? And they get to they get to collaborate that way, and it's like their conference, and they get to make it their own. I, be, I bet you guys have a really blast there. We, we did one in uh, Aldine ISD. They do one down there, and, and it works out. They just do a one-day, or I bet a three-day is awesome. I, bet I mean, I bet cool. it's just like just builds on itself. I was at TCCA. Yeah. We actually uh, presented there. We did a few sessions as well. Yep. We didn't make it to see you guys, though, because yeah, we were doing sessions and you're packed up and gone. Well, yeah, I mean, well, you know, that's the thing, you know, because it's a one day or, you know, you do three sessions, that's pretty much, you know, your day. And then, you know, we, we were there broadcasting and doing sessions. So it was, it was you know, crazy. we were either at the table or in a session. And, and that was a little, that was a, that was an interesting uh, balancing act we had to try to figure <laughs> out. So it's yeah. hard to cram and into then, one day. You no. Know, and, and then of course, you know, and I'm not sure how far you are from uh, TCCA from Aldine, but you know, we're a pretty good trek away. So, you know, we, <laughs> we try to get packed up a little early so we can, you know, make it home before the Tuesday yeah. after. <laughs> You're about 30 minutes from us. So oh yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad at all. So um, let's let's talk about the 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 unconference. So that's all the tilt uh, folks. They're doing all the PD for that whole conference. So everyone's taking their turn, doing a session, uh, running the, uh, the 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 games in between. So do you keep that same one for this next year? You're going to kind of keep that same format. Do you find that it works We're best for you? The bar. We're going to have to raise the bar, and I'm not sure mm-hmm. what that looks like yet. So what we'll do is we'll get with our lead tilt group yeah. and we'll go back and we'll do some reflection of this past summer and we'll think okay what worked what didn't work and there's been some thoughts a little bit about the four days being maybe too much hmm. maybe we need to scale it back some because the attendance that fourth day really tapers off sure. but our two days are jam-packed full sessions all the time so we'll look at that we also want to pull in one thing i didn't mention about the challenges was that we integrated uh, content and 21st century skills like global citizenship communication collaboration all this things into it so what we'll do is we'll try to collaborate with our content area coordinators Mm -hmm. and bring them into the the conversations about those sessions and what they could look like to make them more meaningful to the teachers well and and i think i think that's one of the the most 
crucial and critical aspects of any type of you know technology integration, um, uh, you know digital integration in the classroom is making sure that whoever the content specialists are in the district, that they're included in the conversation, in the training, in the training development, mm -hmm. in the integration itself. Uh, you know, it, it's it's weird to me how many places, or maybe amazing to me, I don't know, whatever, um, that, that how many places where that doesn't seem to be the case. You know, like you have technology integration folks who that's their primary function, but they don't really work with the curriculum you know, specialists. So, you know, if you've got literacy specialists and math specialists and science specialists, how do you not work with those people to help integrate the technology? But so I'm, I'm really glad to hear that that's the approach you guys take. Yeah, we really want to. And we're, we're very fortunate right now to be under the curriculum and instruction department. Mm -hmm. We're not actually under tech services, although we have a really great partnership with tech services and we couldn't do what we do without them. We rely heavily on them. But we've got amazing curriculum specialists and coordinators that know their content and are very eager to try new things and yeah. are already doing that. So it is, it's a really great partnership. And another thing that we've done over the last two years is bring in students. Oh, so cool. Yes. Using them and we're trying to coach them. And I can see um, Tilt moving like maybe next year or the year after, creating a student Tilt. Still. So that, that's exactly it. You got it right off the bat. So it would be student soul, so it's still right? <laughs> right. I, love, I love the dual meaning because it's like it's elevated, right? Exactly. Right. There you go. That's right. Yeah, raising them <laughs> yeah. up. Well, that was my next question is what are you guys seeing in your student body, in your learners? How, you know, now that this has been going on, uh, what are you seeing test score-wise? What are you seeing about learning-wise? What are you seeing in, you know, student participation are you seeing that level increase uh, you're seeing them raise the bar for the educators saying we want more technology in the classroom integration wise absolutely i think that it's really more about the student-centered learning more than anything else and and just giving a variety of of options for kids whether that's technology or whether it's it's something else that's more hands-on just giving student options and choice I think that's definitely the way our district is going and technology is a huge part of it because our students are, you know, they are the native users of technology. Yeah. So we have to meet that need and meet them where they are. So there is definitely more excitement in the fact that they get to do things that are just more relevant to them. Yeah. Engaging. And of course the learning is going to increase. I think at any time you try something different or new, there are always growing pains. Sure, sure. But once you kind of hit your stride and the students sort of, sort of, hey, they really are letting me do this. This is cool. And it, it's, it's just improving all the time and getting better and better. That's awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. Well, we went a little longer than we normally go, but this is a great conversation. Oh, yeah. So I, I got to give you the opportunity here. I know you have a commercial you want to throw out because you guys have yeah. an unconference coming up. So tell us about what's coming up. Absolutely. So... The, we are doing an unconference in our district. This is our second year to actually do an official unconference. It's going to be January the 26th. It's a Saturday from 8 to 12. It's going to be at one of our, it's our newest middle school. It's beautiful. It looks like a junior college. Oh, cool. Westlake Middle School in Itascacita, Texas. And we are opening it to out-of-district participants as well. And I provided you guys with the link. We'll tweet it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, pop, we'll pop it out on the web, yeah. Pop it out there. If anybody's you know local or in the area at that time, we'd love them to join us. 
It's free, absolutely free. And I have to give a little shout out to, we've got two sponsors, Gulf Coast Educators is sponsoring our breakfast. Mm -hmm. And then Screencastify, mm -hmm. man, they showed up for us. They're giving us uh, several subscriptions to give away for prizes, some stickers and t-shirts, but they're also providing our school teachers um, access to the premium. Oh, that's really awesome. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's great, a great thing on their part to really try to spread the, I don't know if, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and if, uh, if, if you're a listener and you're not familiar with Screencastify, uh, it is an extension that runs in the browser and allows you to capture your your browser session right there within the browser. So it's it's a screen recorder that you don't have to have extra. I mean, you, you install the extension, but I mean, it's all integrated. It's beautiful. That's really cool. It's amazing. And we have so many people in our district who are using it and have been using it for a while now. And we use it all the time. We love it. And um, we're super excited that they agreed to sponsor, sponsor awesome. it. Yeah. So yeah, Elizabeth, yeah, if uh, folks want to reach out to you guys, uh, what's give us give us the litany of uh, the list there. What what do we have? How can we get in touch with you guys, your district, you? What's the best way to do that? Well, our district is humble ISD, and it's humble like humble. Stay humble and humble. Um, it is humble. Pronounced silent H. Silent H. Cool. It's silent H. Humble, Texas. And you can just go to our website and then search our digital learning department, and our contact information is there. Awesome. And we also are on Twitter at humbleisd underscore dl for digital learning. And then my Twitter account, if I can throw that out there, is yeah. ElizabethKing88. And I, we embrace all the followers. We have a hashtag for tilt. It's humbletilt. We have a hashtag for our humble, our humble unconference, which is just hashtag humble unconference. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show. It's good to see you. And uh, are you going to be at ISTE this next year in Philadelphia? I, I hope to be at ISTE, definitely at TCA. Are you guys going to TCA this year? We're not sure. It falls in line with something else we're at. And in fact, we were just I was just thinking about your unconference. We're actually in FETC yeah. at that time where we'll be in Florida. We'll be in Florida. It's, it's a rough life in January to be in Florida, let me tell you. So. Uh, but, I like that you pronounce it Florida because that's how we say it. People, other people say it, Florida. Florida. <laughs> Yankees. No, whoops. Hey. <laughs> like, I resemble that remark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, well, thanks for coming on the show, and we'll be in touch with you real soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hi there. I am James Hopper with your East Update. Recently, East celebrated its partnership with the Women's Foundation of Arkansas with a check presentation. After the celebration, we sat down for a chat with the Foundation's Executive Director as she detailed how this partnership came about. My name is Annabeth Gorman. I'm the Executive Director of the Women's Foundation of Arkansas. And I was first introduced to East in 2016 um, when I was very new on the job. Um, I actually was invited and attended the East Conference in, in Hot Springs. Um, and first really met the students and saw the projects, saw what was happening, and some mutual sponsoring organizations really felt that the Women's Foundation should, should meet East and, and know about the work that they were doing. Um, as a foundation, we're a philanthropic organization, we're statewide, um, we are the only statewide foundation focused on girls and women. Um, our, our focus area is twofold. Um, we want to overall improve women's economic security. 
Um, one of our strategies to do that is to introduce young women to education and careers in science, technology, engineering, and math. And we've been in this sphere for 20 years, making us one of the, the longest serving programs in the state of Arkansas, being a player on the ground in, in STEM activities and STEM programs for youth before any other agency was really doing programs for youth. And specifically, we were doing programs for young girls. Um, but as we progress as a foundation, we, we try now to look for strategic partners um, so that we maintain what we see our status as the leading equity partner for STEM education for girls um, across Arkansas. So EAST has, has really, um, in the last two years, as, as we've been looking at being more strategic, um, they've been an organization that we've been paying attention to and watching what they're doing. And we really felt that a partnership with them was a good investment of our, of our funds that we raise every year. So we're here today to announce um, our largest single grant um, to one agency. We've been giving grants for, for 20 years now. Um, primarily those are small grants, the less than $5,000. So today it was a proud moment for the Women's Foundation when we were able to give a $15,000 grant to East. Our partnership with the Foundation encompasses some exclusive training sessions for young ladies and assisting the Foundation with their goal in securing 5,000 mentors for the Million Women Mentor Program in Arkansas. We became the state lead for the Million Women Mentor Arkansas Initiative, and Million Women Mentor is a national initiative. And basically, um, it is to engage students and adults in mentoring relationships, and specifically in the area of STEM, STEM education and STEM mentorships. So the value that we saw becoming the state lead was that um, as a foundation, you know, our goal is to partner with as many people as possible. And again, our our history of, of being in this space has allowed us the, the really great opportunity to have fantastic partnerships with Arkansas-based companies. Um, and uh, what's happening now in, in the funding world is that, you know, companies that want to get, they don't want to just give their money. They, they want to leverage the, the time of their employees and employees want to do, they want to give back. So Million Women Mentors is an opportunity to connect with existing programs on the ground and to partner with businesses that are looking for ways to get plugged in. And so uh, what we're excited about is that we can leverage the existing relationships that we have with companies, um, bring them to the attention of East and its programs and vice versa. You know, East has got a great relationship with businesses. So we want to continue to foster um, those types of relationships and engage more people in mentoring opportunities. In conjunction with the training sessions, the Women's Foundation of Arkansas and East are working together to get young ladies interested in STEM fields to attend the annual Girls of Promise Conference. The Women's Foundation was founded in 1998, so we're ending our 20th year history. And shortly after our founding, um, we started talking about but how can we serve girls and how can we get girls on a pathway to good paying jobs. And a lot of our founders had seen success in science, technology, engineering, math. Like those were those women that sat around the table like, hey, you know, this would be, they saw an opportunity. Um, so we're excited about that, but yes, I mean, I, and I, between five and 6,000 girls are alumni of our, our programs 
um, recipients of our, our grant monies. So we're really proud of that. East is over the course of this school calendar year is going to be hosting programs specifically for, for girls. Um, and in communities where I think we've got two outbased and one here at the East Campus, but utilizing um, the East network of, of schools, but also allowing opportunity for girls that aren't currently in the East program to take part. And it's going to be focused on computer coding because we, um, we want to see more girls take advantage of the computer science um, education. And the other is an area of um, video. We actually are hoping to work with a couple other partners on creating maybe a possible competition where young for young women um, actually get to create like potentially a movie or a commercial. And so we hope that East through um, its programs offered will be a great place to field applicants from. So we're excited about that. Before Annabeth wrapped up her chat with us, she wanted to leave our audience with a little life advice. And some advice that I like to give um, is that I think everyone should be the author of their own story. You shouldn't let other people define it for you. And, you know, we've got a lot of distractions in the world around us. We've got a lot of other people sharing their opinions on how you think you should live and what you should do. Um, but I say you get to be, you get to write your own story. Just you got to know what that story you want told about yourself at the end of your life. If you're interested in learning more about our East students and how our partnership with the Women's Foundation of Arkansas is helping them write their own story about life, follow us on social media at The East Initiative or visit our website at eastinitiative.org. Our music today is Cerberus from an anonymous student at Nettleton High School. With The East Update, I am James Hopper. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much to the folks at the East Initiative. Remember, check them out at eastinitiative.org, and uh, we appreciate them. We are thankful for them uh, providing that uh, those updates to yeah, us. They do a great job. Hey, you know, we, we never really talk about this. I guess we do on occasion, but remember, you can always find East Initiative also on Twitter. It's at East Initiative, mm -hmm. and you can find them on Instagram at East Initiative. They, they keep those two uh, social media uh, platforms pretty heavily, you know, full of great documentation of what their students are doing and what their programs are doing. So don't forget to check them out. And while you're out there, go ahead and look for us. We're on all the social media platforms, everything, you name it, we're there. If you probably walk out into your hallway right now to the public bulletin board, you're going to find a sign with us on it because that's what we do. <laughs> I'm like Santa Claus. It's true. I'm not. I'm not. You think I'm kidding uh, I, here? I, I, I never but know what's on going the seventeenth of October. I get into my seventy-eight Gremlin, and it's magical. And in one night, I plaster all the bulletin boards in the world with our posters. Oh, <laughs> I'm a fat, red-headed, jolly guy with a small beard. <laughs> you are. So uh, I'm jolly, dead gummit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see that. I'm getting that all over the place. <laughs> hey, don't forget, we're going to be at AESA starting uh, the, the week after Thanksgiving. We'll be there mm -hmm. that uh, Wednesday. Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, yeah, we'll know. do live coverage Thursday <laughs> and Friday. Yeah, and we'll actually be there uh, Wednesday through Saturday. Yeah, but we'll do the live coverage uh, Thursday and Friday. After that, you can catch us at FETC in January. We'll be there 26th through the 30th, and then uh, in February we're at ICE, the Illinois uh, Computer Education conference mm -hmm. and uh, that's in february in yeah schomburg right outside of chicago and then, and then later in the spring we've got uh April, the, Con the conrad challenge back in orlando in march we'll be at um we'll be at a spring break so if you want to you know find me and uh, i'll be putting on some suntan lotion and sing somewhere in the sun probably 
You and your jolly bearded self. It's getting cold out there. I get to put on my sweaters and my long sleeve shirts. I'm kind of excited. Yeah, we've had snow like crazy around here. It's gotten cold around here, even in L.A. In L.A., lower Arkansas. Doggone global warming. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that doggone global warming is making it snow. You know, for the longest time, I had a sticker on my my, uh, microwave that said global warmer because they uh, (laughs) can warm anything in it. Think of a microwave, you can put anything in it, so it's a global warmer. It is, except for like metal because it does not get along with metal. It causes a nice fire. Pretty sparks. That's true. It's like 4th of July right there. (laughs) It is. (laughs) 4th of July for five seconds before it blows your face off. It's beautiful. That's great. Hey, listen, I hope you had a great time. We've had a great time. I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. You've been listening to the EduTech Guys. EduTechGuys.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You You can can do do it it all, all, but but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.